episode of Go Bayside, and I have, you've already, you're giving it away already with your dulcet tones. I've got a repeat guest, another repeat guest that I've actually gotten fan mail. I've gotten emails specifically requesting that this guy come back, and the guy I'm talking about is my bro, Paul Danke. I'm so happy to be back. You were so, so happy. happy. You couldn't even back. stop laughing for the intro. No, no, because- I'm we psyched were having, to have you back. Oh, this is great. And we're I'm, the tightest of bros. I got, uh, did get, so I even forwarded them to you, requests from people being like, you got to bring Paul Danke back. You did. And that was surprising because I am not famous. That's w- what is surprising people, about, you don't have to be famous to be charming, that's to true. be delightful. People love to hear famous people's perspective on, yes, true. It is yes, true. I do have a great take on Saved by the Bell. You're not, put it this way, you're not famous yet. Oh, that's so too that's, kind of you. That's too kind up. of you. Okay. Well, the episode that we just watched is called Cut Day. And the uh, the original air date was December seventh, nineteen ninety one. Okay, okay. And as you've been here before, mm-hmm. you know what to do. Give us a little bit of a framework, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Well, I remember this. Uh, so, d- d- December seventh, nineteen ninety one. I was ten years young. Uh-huh. I was right smack dab in the middle of fifth grade. I was really. I was you know starting to started to feel a little political myself and this sure so this this episode really connected with me cut day is an episode where um the whole school gets to cut kind of for free every the administration turns a blind eye to yes. truancy yeah <laughs> this is pre 9-11 this would never happen now they would no. never go for that well we need to get into that yeah okay no yeah you, let's, we'll talk about that but yeah the the, the plot sorry the plot oh yeah okay well, we'll get in, we're going to get into 9-11 later. Yes, we're gonna, okay. I'm going to talk about loose change. <laughs> we're going to talk about conspiracy. No, cutting days, because okay. I want to get into that. But yes, the plot. Oh, yeah. So it's cut day, and uh, of course they find out through some weird loophole that Zach can't cut because he has nine absences, yeah. and at the 10th, he gets suspended. Yeah. So, that's, so he can't cut, and that's a, a really sad scenario for him because yeah. he's a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> You know that he's the bad boy of the show. I figured it out after a few viewings. Yeah, yeah, after a couple of viewings, you're not sure if he's a bad boy, but he definitely is by now. You know it. He's beefy too by this season, which I like. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> okay, so the whole thing is he tries to cut. Slater bets him he can't do it. Yes. So that's he's got to win this bet with Slater. Yeah, and of course, old Foghorn Leghorn, Mister Belding, is yes. coming after him. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the whole right. Time. What is going on? And then also, here? weirdly, Graham appears to tempt Jesse. And then, so kind of the B story is like, will Jesse and Slater break up? Yeah. Yeah. Because Graham is laying it on thick, baby, like oh, junior yeah. college style. Oh, yeah. Political activist. And he looks like he should be in college if not finished with it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He looks like a student teacher at college. Oh, not, absolutely. Not a high school student at all. Completely. Okay, well, I wanted to get in. Did your high school have a cut day? Because uh, I no. feel like I ours didn't either. No, no. And we were talking about this during the episode that Saved by the Bell takes place in the 1950s. Every oh, re- my God. Everything is so 50s. <laughs> so 50s. So, I mean, this episode is like the most 50s tropes of any episode so far, which we'll also get into. But, like, immediately the cut day thing, I'm not 100% certain. But, yeah, I don't remember 
I didn't participate in it, and I'm not a nerd. So if we'd have had right. one, I would have participated. Yeah. So I don't remember my school having one. No, but it sounds plausible. I could see that maybe some schools, maybe for like seniors, there would have been a senior skip senior day. Senior skip day. But not, not the whole school. Right. But, but yeah, so this episode begins with uh, a student council meeting. In which Jesse has a gavel, like a straight up gavel, like yeah. a Supreme Court judge, like a judge, a legit judge. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, which I don't think we ever had in our student council meetings, but whatever. Okay. So she's like, does anybody else have any business? And then that's when Zach comes up and goes, I have a petition. And you know, I paused it to write this <laughs> down. I was like, let's it. get these numbers. Yeah, that's right. He was like, I have a petition here signed by four nerds. Two dorks and a dweeb. Yeah, and a dweeb. Now, here, I, I'm curious, purely opinion-based, how were these, cla- what how what classifies, what's different between a nerd, a dork, and a dweeb? Well, a nerd is definitely someone that's scholastically driven. There's someone that is like an expert on a certain thing. They're nerdy. They're, they, they, they're students. They okay. study. Okay. A dork is someone that's more socially awkward and you know, like unfuckable. Okay. You know, like an unfuckable type of a person. Sure. And a dweeb is someone that's like unfuckable, but also not necessarily intelligent and a little weird. Okay. Like if a dweeb would often be like your friend's younger brother. That would. That's be a, a dweeb. Usually, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like yeah. a rug rat. Like a rug rat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I feel you. I there, feel you. There was an SNL sketch that broke all this down. What really? Yeah, there, it was like a recent or no? It was it was from it was from this same era that early nineties where it was like uh, oh, something dork or dweeb. It was like dweeb, geek, dweeb or spaz. Is that? Oh, is the, okay. And it's uh, it was fascinating, very fascinating sociological breakdown. I'll have to YouTube. Are you talking about like? Like David Spade, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley like era? Like Phil Hartman era, I think. Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks era. Yeah, I feel like it might even be like that one crossover year. Yeah. I think that that might be the I'll pocket. have to YouTube that. That's a good one. Okay, yeah, so he comes in and he's like, we have this petition, and it ended up being to have the anniversary, or something, the anniversary of Gilligan's Island as a holiday, whatever, it was dumb. But it was leading to, cut to Graham... Ugh. A guy who has never been on the show and never will be again. This yeah, is his time to shine. They did not write him back Yeah, in. he's not coming back. <laughs> he sucks. But he's super duper passionate. Like, he's like, listen, what we have, this is public enemy number one. And he holds up a styrofoam cup and he's like, we got to stop the delivery of styrofoam cups. Yeah. That, and is he, the passion with which, and look, I'm, hey, I'm an enthusiastic. You are. Passionate lover of things Mm -hmm. but this guy blows me out of the water even just for this one (laughs) subject of styrofoam cups i was like calm down dude calm down yeah well classic you know teen no solutions just problem (laughs) just like i want to make a stink i want to make a sound all these huge scenarios but nothing's really happening classic teen yeah he's just he's standing up and he's already just like we gotta stop this and of course everybody else in the student council meeting is like we don't give a shit about this at all yeah and jesse's like no he's right this is killing the planet <laughs> do something everyone and then that's when i think belding that's when belding walks in yeah 
And they're and because everybody goes, we're not going to come protest. That's cut day. Like no one's going to be here to protest anyway. Yeah. Well, I love that. And that's also when they put it to you. They they put some interesting philosophical perspective on it. Of like, is saving is it worth saving a world that doesn't have cut day? Boom. Yeah, that is that's what Zach says. He's like, yeah, that's not yeah. even a world we're saving. That's so well, you know, they live in the Palisades. That's a very sort of like Tommy Bahama type of yeah. lifestyle where it's like every day's a weekend, you know, where it's like it's not worth it unless you're, you know, fucking drunk wearing cargo shorts. And I feel like true. this is sort of predates all of Tommy Bahama. But, right. You know. It could have been inspired. I mean, like, you don't know, Mr. Bahama could have watched this and been like, I yeah. want to design clothes <laughs> where it's like the clothes are the 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 cloth equivalent of the lifestyle these kids lead. That could have been the beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I mean, he captured it accurately. So yeah. So, but Belding comes in and he says, okay, I know tomorrow's cut. Well, the funny thing is, is he goes, he, he, he phrases it again in a way that like he can't do anything about. He comes in like, I know tomorrow's cut yeah. day, guys. I guess I can't do anything about it. It's like, no, you a hundred percent could do something about it. You're totally. the principal. Yeah. But he traditions. says, well, he does say he's like, you just get an, unexcused absence yeah it's still an unexcused absence yeah i love but, that they got into like the the nuts and bolts of yeah their, like, they, <laughs> their like specifically unexcused absence but then that's why i was like so if you're not here you get one and i can't do anything about it except for one person who because after you get 10 unexcused mm-hmm. absences you get suspended wasn't it yes and yeah. he's like somebody in here has nine Ooh. right yep and i Again, I didn't skip. Surprisingly, I did not skip school. I was terrible in school, didn't get good grades, blah, blah, blah. I didn't skip it. Yeah. I only did once my senior year. But I feel like allowing up to 10 unexcused absences seems really generous. Yeah. Well, uh, again, that's this is all pre 9-11. So it's (laughs) very different now. So they're fast and loose with any rules. (laughs) They had no idea. I, mean, I used to skip school like all the lot? time. Um, that that's a lot. I, I think that that's a lot. And I think that where is Zach's mom? I've just I f- I'm just so worried about this guy. She's out. At, she's following Peter, Paul, and Mary on tour. Puffing the magic dragon. Right? Yeah, I remember her favorite band. <laughs> I know her favorite band. I love when she lay. That's a totally different episode. But when yeah. she comes back from the, the concert with the poster and lays it out, totally <laughs> like he'll like this. Yeah, yeah, he'll like this. Yeah, but like, did you get okay? I think I told the story before. Like, I never skipped entire days of school. My senior year, I would sk- I had like a class at the end of the day where I'd skip it right. sometime, like because it was just like whatever. I was already done at that point, so I don't know. So I didn't. Did you ever get caught skipping school? Yes, yes. And how many chances did you get before something happened? Ooh, I don't. Well, I was in leadership. I had finagled my way into student government through lies and um, extortion. And so you're our, you're a legit career politician. You're a House of Carding in school. <laughs> oh, I totally was. Yeah, you're doing some Francis Underwood shit in school. I got I got my snuck my way in. I I heard tale that that was the best way to get out of do having to do work at schools to get into leadership. So I okay. did, and I got like I got gym waved. I only took like one year of gym in high school i just got all these things waved by because you could say you were in student council meetings or something oh okay okay sure but we would just uh me and my friend jesse goodwin great guy we would just hop in the old acura integra and smoke some cigarettes listen to some punk music hop down to the ampm crack on some corn dogs just having a day But right. it, we did eventually learn about life, learn about the streets. Can't learn that in the yeah. classroom. No, 
no, they're not playing propaganda in the classroom. Right? We learned Fuck yeah. A lot more. A lot more those days. But we did get caught uh, one day by Yolanda. Our um, you did tell me about Yolanda. Yeah, before. Yolanda was our. She was a very short old Mexican lady that was our security guard. Yeah, and uh, she caught us, and she she was so fucking proud of herself because we were like smug, and we got dragged into the uh, the assistant principal's office, who literally tore up her citation in front of us and told us to get out of there. He Why? let us go. Why? Because you just because you were student council people. Yeah. Because we're active, you know, we're active members of the community. You don't want, you don't want us to be kicked out. Because then what? Yeah, it's like what ex- example does that set to the rest of the? Exactly. Wow. See, so I don't know. So maybe I don't know. Maybe ten unexcused absences is a standard issue. But to me, if I'm the principal, I'm cutting that in half. I'm like, you're getting five, five. for the year. That I've... seems reasonable. Well, ten is a lot. Ten is a lot. That's like you're calling it once a month. Yeah, yeah I mean that's, that's a lot. That's kind of a you lot. You don't even get that at like a job. No, no, you don't get that many personal days. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. Personal days. Isn't that what they're called? I haven't had a real yes, job in is. a long time. It is. So it's like, it's in order to prepare these kids for the real world, yeah. don't give them that much leeway. They're not even going to get at their own boring jobs that they're going to get. Now, but let's also remember that these are young, rich children, and they will oh, be true. granted like many privileges jobs. throughout their yeah, lives. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. They're, they only are going to know a life of privilege. It's a fun show about the 1%. And it how is. They All lived of these like kids it. are one percenters <laughs> from day one. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's yeah. why they have such nice haircuts and great clothes. Even though they try to paint Kelly as like the poor one, like she's still pretty one percent in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next scene. So they talk about that, and then that's when you know Belding comes in and says that to Zach. So it sets up like the whole plot. Yeah. But then the next scene, they're in the hallway, and I wrote this down because Screech and Lisa are talking. And the only thing, I was just distracted by the fact that Screech is holding a Lisa Frank folder because it, that is I like. I that at all. Oh my. Because I, I had the same ah, exact folder, okay. first of all, in like middle school. And also, I knew zero males that had them. Only girls had Lisa Frank shit, which in a way, I'm like, oh, well, that's like weirdly progressive. Like, I'll give that to Screech. Yeah. Screech is Screech has to be progressive because nothing else is working for yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I get that he's like he sees no gender <laughs> lines. He's not Screech is not falling in line with the gender binary, and I like it. And that makes sense why Lisa just rejects him so much because she's like clinging so deeply to this materialistic uh, yeah. wor- vision of the world she has. And they're like oil and water; they really do just clash. But I mm. I wrote down because throughout the day, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but like throughout the day of cut day, they're always super tight like she's like i hate screech so much but they're next to each other at every activity yeah like they're always super tight especially on this cut day up well you know what it is is that again we it's about screech being progressive and you realize that the rest of bayside is just a bunch of young rich white racist kids oh they are totally none of them want to hang out with lisa because she's a black girl right right but Lisa, he—I mean, uh, Screech is a young Jewish boy, which must have been very tough in the Palisades. I think, yeah, and, uh, that's true. He gave her—he's—he's he's sticking with her. She doesn't appreciate it, though. Well, right. I—I I mean, I think she will grow too. But for now, yeah. <laughs> even though they hate each other, they're like constantly together this whole cut day. So, um, so yeah. So they're in the hallway. Everybody's talking. Screech has got the Lisa Frank folder. Jesse is dressed as if she's in the movie Blaze of Glory. Yeah. She looks like Bon Jovi from like the Blaze of Glory music video. It's insane. Like super tight jeans tucked into those like black boots with like yeah, silver. But, uh, but they have those like buckles on them. And then she's yeah. wearing like this fringe kind of jacket. I mean, yeah. it's so Blaze Almost of Glory. Like a shawl. Yeah. It's so weird. 
And Girl, then, she's all over the map, and I loved it. You love it. But she's, they're all talking. And of course, everybody's like, what are you going to do for Kate? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you guys, we, I can't believe you're going on Kate. We've got a protest. And then that's when Graham, again, who has never been on the show before or since, shows up with a locker right next to hers. I know. What? And it's just like, hey, guys. And he's like, I can't wait to protest. Oh, it's going to be the best. I'm so passionate. And uh, then, of course, Slater's like, what a weirdo. Never get into a protest with a guy wearing a mock turtleneck. Mock, he's totally wearing a mock turtleneck. You know, the fold over turtleneck, full old school turtleneck. Totally. Totally respectable. You know, Steve Jobs style with that mock turtleneck. Oh my God, this guy is totally like a future professor. Yeah, he's just, but he's so psyched about it. I can't, oh, I can't wait to mm-hmm. protest. Like screaming it. And then that's when, you know, Slater's like, this is, well, have fun protesting while I'm at the beach having fun. Yeah. And this, and Slater drops the bomb on them of, uh, to, to Jesse. He says, you know everything about the environment, but how to enjoy it. Oh my God, dude. Like, I kind of think that's a little real. Like, that's like, for real he highlighted a real quality about her that is going to stop her from enjoying her life and i feel like that's kind of a quality honest like deep shit yeah that statement rings true for a lot of people even people i know yeah i used to date this guy who's like super duper politically aware like awesomely totally progressive and awesome Mm -hmm. and like i am all on board but to the to where it was at 24-7, to where he, like, never had fun. So I'm like, you're fighting for social justice, but, like, reaping zero benefits. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're if you only doing that at all times and not ever sitting back and, like, enjoying humanity, then what's what's it all for? Exactly. And like, Slater! Slater's the one. Slater's Slater the philosopher is just like, well, in peace, I'm now going to go teach some weird pool game to the, okay what's i name? think that's snooker okay i lived in england for a while i think that's snooker okay. snooker, snooker as my friends would call it there okay. i think i might be wrong but when i first saw this of course when i saw this when i was a kid i was like what in the hell is that weird game but i'm pretty sure it's snooker now and then also they go oh wait we're skipping ahead because oh, yeah. we do have to point this out we do um yeah so that's the end of that they're like but then slater bets zach Because Zach's like, yeah, dude, we're totally going to have fun. And Slater's like, what are you talking about? You're not going to be there. You have to be at school. Mm -hmm. And that's when they bet each other. Zach's like, I bet you I can get out of class for skip day anyway. Oh, yeah. And And they bet $100. (sighs) And I got to tell you, I don't know about your high school days. It took me a long time to save $100. That would be a couple weeks at at the in the kitchen at mcdonald's to yeah get 100 bucks oh yeah for me it'd be a few weeks or more at the hello kitty store because that's where i worked <laughs> no shit i worked at the hello kitty store in our local mall during my high school times so sick and that would have taken months because at our hello kitty store they had a thing where if you wanted to buy something you could just have it taken out of your paycheck you wrote it on a clipboard in the back mm-hmm. and you're like just take this out of a paycheck I did that constantly, so my paychecks were like 10 bucks. I mean, it was like the most pointless job ever. I just had to have it because my parents made me. So it would take You me, learned a lesson. It would take me many months. But even still, $100, $100 to a high schooler is a lot of money. 
Uh, I mean, and you know, AC's father is an overseas military gentleman. Yeah. I just wonder what kind of cast. I mean, it's it's concerning. It's concerning that it, there's I this much high stakes gambling going I on. I g- totally agree. I right now mm. today, I wouldn't bet a hundred bucks on anything. Oh fuck no. Yeah, I'm mm, not. So no. that's insane for like a 17 year old to be doing it. But that's what they do. They bet a hundred dollars that Zach can actually get out of cut day, on, right under the nose of Belding. Okay, so the next scene is. Everybody's in class, and by everybody, I mean Zach, Graham, and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Only the three of them did not participate in cut day. And so they're sitting there, and they're talking about politics, and then that's, again, when Graham's insane passion comes uh, out. Yeah. And he's talking about, like, female leaders. But again, in a tone with tone and mannerism that is just like, whoa. Yeah. I, I gotta be real with you. In watching some of this, I was like... That's what I look like. <laughs> there were times I was like, oh, like when I'm talking about the Smiths, like that's what I look like. Yep. Yeah, now you know. It's like a rude <laughs> awakening, dude. A rude awakening. Yeah, but you're not trying to change the world. I mean, maybe you are. I mean, I, the Smiths? I mean, I am shoving them down a lot of throats. Yeah, you've, you've pushed some discs on me. I've, I've listened to them. I mean, like watching this did make me want to calm down. I'm like, this is like looking in a mirror. I'm going to calm down because Graham looks whack and I don't want to look like that. It's so funny just to, to be that like breathy and upset about stuff. I don't know. I guess I was not. Yeah, but you're king of chill. You're mm. just king chill, dude. You're like relaxing is your thing. I guess that's true. I guess I'm more of an AC Slater kind of a guy. You are. You're just more of a laid back Slater type. Yeah, you know, I would never have gone in. For, I wouldn't. I never bought into the revolution, even as a teenager. I would have been like, "This is." Yeah, but you were listening to propaganda. I know, but that I did it ironically. I didn't really give a shit oh, about anything. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I was not. Did. I never really. I never. You really were thought you the, could we talk about anything. the Clash and shit all the time. I, know, I mean, I love you the were Clash. That was getting in your head. It was. It it really wasn't. I I got into. I really got into like punk music, but I never believed for a minute that you could change anything. That the world was just super. You're fun. bumming me the hell out. Sorry, dude. It's the. It's you're the, saying this to a person with a Billy Bragg tattoo. Obviously, I don't believe what you're saying. I believe that it can change the world for the better. Yeah. I want to go on record saying that. Stop bumming me out. I think that that's no. I think and I think that that is what we should be aspiring to. But, right, but you, little cynical motherfucker in high school, yeah, listening to the the lyrics of the Clash and laughing, yeah, going, you fools! What oh, you th- you're the worst. What are you guys thinking? This isn't gonna work out. But I can dance to it exactly, and that is the good point about it because when the Clash broke up, they all just made dance music. Yeah, but okay, well, they made dance music while they were together. Come That's on, true. Magnificent yeah, I know. Seven. I know. This is Radio Clash. I'll say this: I don't think my whole thing with bands like that, with the Clash, with you know Billy Bragg, with people who sing about those sorts of things you know manic street preachers i guess now propaganda whatever it's not it's not them changing the world them personally doing it it's the fact that like you listen to them and what and then you go on and do stuff and maybe little cynical paul danke didn't Mm -hmm. do shit no april richardson did if i hadn't heard billy bragg when i did i wouldn't have like read karl marx and stuff it's like he inspired me to do and seek out things i never in a million years would have had i not heard of him you're right you're exactly like so i think that those like manifest in different ways like of course like you know it's not like they're good. It's not like Joe Strummer could have ever been prime minister or president or something. No, but he inspired somebody else who eventually will be. Yeah, that's true. So don't hate. No, I'm not hating. I'm just saying that I never went for it. And let me just tell you. And uh, to be fair, we see that I'm right in this. Ah! In this. 
that's what this story tells you is sure. that all of this is just fuss and noise and in the end you just gotta you gotta get to that you just beach. gotta drink out of your styrofoam cups yeah dude, i mean come on <laughs> okay well i love that that total tangent but, but second hold on i am also anti-styrofoam cups i want to put that oh, on the oh, record now okay. I'm, a, I'm a big recycler okay. i care about the environment sure you're um, green I, I'm super green, super green, super green. But at the same time, I just, you know, dude, uh, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. This Graham character, <laughs> he has got such an agenda for Jesse's, you know. You think his agenda isn't saving the world, but pussy. Pussy, thank you. I don't want to say it, but yes. Yes. <laughs> and it is. It so obviously is. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> okay, well, maybe he wants both. How, why can't he want both? That is a Why can't he want to both save the world and get up in Jesse's guts? Get a slice. Why can't he break off a piece and save the world? I think I hope he does. You know, I hope that I hope that he does. Graham just he was only a Bayside for this one day and he was like, it's not enough for me, dude. I need to get active. I need (laughs) to get out there. He just went around to various high schools being like, come on, I'm on a campaign to get rid of your styrofoam cups here or whatever. I think he was on some 21 Jump Street shit. We didn't even have... <laughs> so oh old. my God, that's perfect because he is like 40. <laughs> we didn't have styrofoam cups at my school, I don't think. I don't remember. We, I mean, we definitely had... We had milk cartons. Yeah. And like cans of soda. I don't remember ever getting a cup and then filling a cup with something. Whatever I got, liquid drink-wise, was in its own container. Right, yeah, we had bottles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had, you know, Snapple doesn't come in a styrofoam cup. I don't remember any lunch lady ever handing me an empty cup and being like, go fill this up with whatever you want. Like, what? We didn't have, like, a soda fountain or anything. I know, I know. I don't, this... None of this checks out. (laughs) Oh, my God, this is how, this is how insanely, like, focused, like, I'm arguing whether or not styrofoam cups are a real plot point. Yeah, well, you just uh, if see because I went to high I school in the sleep. later the later nineties, and the reality is by then the more the concern was about advertising on these like marketing these products, right? These sodas and candies and whatnot, right? This whole styrofoam thing, this was I, I, that's old news. It was old news, and maybe it's because Jesse and Graham really did fix it. <laughs> they got in our heads, the people, and the people spoke. We really moved. Did. Earth Day, ha- Earth Day kept happening. They took care of it totally. Yeah. I guess right. I Graham wrong, dude. Look, and it's all it's because Graham, when he goes home, listens to the Clash. Yeah, get those messages get through to him. Yeah, he can't help That's it. That's where do you think his source of passion is from? I would like to know actually specifically <laughs> where it comes from. Okay, so they Zach and Slater have already bet a hundred dollars. So yep. the first scene is now they are in class. Like I said, it's Graham, Jesse, and Zach. That's it. And um, the teacher is teaching, even though no, it's the three of them. But she's like, thanks for coming, everybody. I'm glad you guys stayed here. And then all of a sudden, the ner- the dweeb from earlier, oh, Franklin, yeah. runs in. And he's like, the librarian needs to see Zach. Yeah. And the teacher, first of all, Zach is renowned in Bayside and beyond yes. for being like a fuck up. He never does work, whatever. So as soon as somebody comes in going, hey, the library needs to see him, red flag red number flag. one. Yeah. The teacher should have been like, bullshit. He's never set foot in the library. But he comes in and he's like, yeah, the librarian says that Zach owes $86 in overdue fees to that the library. fucking nuts. That is fucking nuts. On so- Like, I, 
our school library's overdue fees were like 10 cents. I was going to say like a nickel a day. Yeah. Like $86. So he's had these books checked out for like 100 years. Mm-hmm. Also, he's never gone to the library. No. And no one questions that. Like, even Jesse turns to him and was like, yo, oh, it sounds like the librarians would be mad. <laughs> and it's like, wait, aren't you his best friend since you guys were like five? You'd go, you don't read? What yeah. are you talking about? Huh? This doesn't check out at all. But she's just so, she's so horny for Graham at this point. She's not thinking straight. So distracted. Straight. Totally. It's like, uh, yeah. Oh, I guess you got to get to the library. Is that your impression of Jesse? Uh, yeah. And all women. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we sound like? No, just Jesse. Uh, just because she's annoying. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. She's just like, okay. he. So he leaves class. The next shot is the max where everybody is partying. Everybody's partying. Have you have you ever seen the Max so popping off? Maybe at the sock hop or a fundraiser, but right, not like this. It's so packed wall to wall, and it's crazy. Apparently, for this one day, the Max has arcade games. Yeah, whack a mole, whack a mole, whack a mole, snooker. Yeah, snooker. They have an untethered whack a mole. No tether to the hammers, and that is like who a wouldn't wild just take west. this? Home? What teenagers wouldn't take this home? Well, just. Uh, Lisa did walk away with one. Oh, she did? Yeah, she hits poor Screech in the face and then And she just out. takes it off. So it's like nobody can even use the game anymore yeah, now. She doesn't But give I a love shit. the idea of again. I I've repeated this so many episodes and I apologize to regular listeners, but mm. again, the Max, an independent business. <laughs> no affiliation that we're aware of to the school. No specifically for a cut day of the school being like you know what for this one day we're gonna bring in a bunch of arcade games <laughs> just for a day and... just for one day the, well i mean it's clearly run with a poor business model hence yes. uh, saving the needed saving of the max of course yeah yeah yeah. so um yeah so that's so everyone's at the max it's like everyone's popping off also everybody talks about their plans i love how my favorite thing about this episode is the cut day that everyone, especially in the beginning, like when Slater goes, first we're going to do this, we're going to go yeah. to the max, then we're going to do this. Like everyone has plans. So it's like first the max, then the beach, whatever. When I would think if if we had, I'd just sleep. I'd be like, well, I'm going to sleep until like noon or one. Yep. Then maybe watch some TV. Like the fact that there, it's such a huge planned event. Yeah. They're just partying like virgins. Yeah. And that they have, it's like, okay, from... Eight, eight yeah. to ten at the max, and then from ten to twelve at the movies, and then the beach. When it's like, no, you would just yeah. fuck around. Wouldn't you like if okay, say you're gonna go to the beach. How long is the school day? What it's from like? Yeah, it's like eight, eight hours to three. Or whatever? Yeah, or not? So yeah, like not even. How long are you gonna go to? I mean, how long are you at the beach for? Oh, we're gonna go for half an hour, and then we're gonna go to the movies. Yes. What? And it also makes me think, like you just said, that they got up at. And, like, had breakfast at the mat. Like, they still got up at school hours? It's embarrassing. That's not even appealing. Like, cut day, your first thought as a teenager is like, oh, shit, I'm going to sleep in. Yeah. I'm going to sleep till, like, noon. I'm ready for this. Yeah, nobody's still getting up at 8 a.m. on cut day. No. To get in, like, maximum arcade game time. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess it's the fellowship. You know, <laughs> getting together with your peers and sharing in this experience. Sure. It's mm. a good point. The camaraderie. Yeah, the camaraderie. Yeah, it's nice. You know, little school spirit. Everyone's being a little bit naughty. You know, playing hooky. Oh, fun. And the idea that they all, the entire school essentially 
just shifts to another location. So it's like, it is cut day, but you're just going to school at the mat. It, it's everyone from school is just at another location. Yeah. Awful. So it's like not even a cut. It's like, oh, I'm just seeing all you guys again, just yeah. in this building. Oh, instead of going to the Max for lunch, we're here for a brunch, and then oh. we'll be back <laughs> later for a preschool out hangout. Awful. What a horrible brunch. itinerary. Brunch at the Max. Brunch at the Max. Oh, God. Okay, so he okay. gets out of that one class, and then he tries to tell Slater, like, all right, pay up. And Slater's like, no, you have to cut all day. You have to be wherever we are. You can't just cut one class. Right. Oh, well, can we back up just a, a moment? When yeah. Zach rolls into the Max, AC is teaching Kelly mm-hmm. snooker. In the most sexual way possible. Yeah. He says to her, slide the stick through your fingers. And it's like, come on. I mean, come on, writers of Save by the Bell. That is a little on the, the nose. I know I exaggerate a lot and I put words in the characters' mouths, especially when I'm like, I go, hey, Zach goes, oh shit, which obviously he never does. What you just said is verbatim. It's verbatim. What he says to Kelly slide the stick. Through your fingers. Yeah. It's like, and he says it really sexily, too. Well, he can't help that. Well, he, oh, is, God. he is a For those fucking dips? hunk. Of <laughs> that guy, damn. Of course. You imagine that? You imagine having that Stone guy breathe down hunk. your neck, teaching you how to play pool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd need it explained in a very small fashion. Yeah, he totally says, slide the stick through your fingers. And this is, see, and Kelly just appreciates the help. She doesn't realize that he, like, his advice is so condescendingly simple that it's like he she should be offended. No, yeah, of course. Not only that, yeah, because it's like oh, duh. But she doesn't. I, don't, I feel like she doesn't pick up on the sexualness of it either. No, she's just like Why okay. Is that? I don't know. I think because at first she doesn't want to believe that they're like starting to get along too well or uh, whatever. Oh yeah, because she just broke up with Zach. Well, okay, you did ask feelings. that while we were. You were like, are they broken up? And I'm like, yeah. But I don't know the timeline. Right. I mean, Jeff has already happened. Oh. So, yeah, I guess they've been broken up a few months. Wow. At least. The okay, Jeff so. Jeff were rough. That's when, the, but the bet is hashed out where, you know, Slater's yeah. like, no, you got to be everywhere we go. So, it's like, okay. So, next scene is study hall. And, yeah. again, it's just Zach, Jesse, and Graham. And then, so he goes back into study hall they start making Jesse and Graham are like, let's start making protest signs. Oh yeah, they had well, they had to. They needed some signs to really drive their point home about these these foam cups. Right, signs that no people are going to see. By the way, nope. but he goes. So Graham's like, hey, do you want to start making some signs? And Jesse goes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> slogans, slogans are, are my, my specialty. specialty. <laughs> Okay, now we both love that. I yes. pause to write all of these down. She goes, to demonstrate how much of a specialty oh, yeah. these are. This is just, hey, I'm Jesse Spano. I'm off the cuff, just a genius. Let me just drop a few bars for you. <laughs> the first being, she's like, they're my specialty. How about this? How about this? Plastic foam, the choice of idiots. <laughs> uh, that's a terrible slogan. It's really bad. It's super terrible. Graham, I think is polite i think he politely is like yeah but i think you could tell deep down he's like what that's terrible what have you ever been to a protest and it's not even specific you could plug in anything like whatever blank the choice of idiots yeah it's not even specific to plastic foam she's at least working with a bold language and i feel like sort of in her adolescence she's experimenting with emotions and that's kind of exciting 
also idiot. I'm pretty but... dumb. No. Plastic foam. Is that styrofoam? Yeah, why would they just say Is plastic Wait, foam a thing? Well, it's I thought made... it was just styrofoam. I mean, it's just another way to describe the same thing. It's it's made with, like, fossil fuels, right? Well, I thought plastic and foam are two different things. <sighs> well, I think that the foam is made with the plastic. Okay. I think that it's made with And plastics. it's the choice of idiots. It is the choice of idiots. That is, <laughs> that is, that much I'm confident that it is the choice of idiots. What were so, the other, what okay. were the other ones? So then they cut to them, like, making them together, collabos and they are on pretty these signs. good looking. They're a pretty good looking couple. They definitely look d- better suited for each other. Oh, totally. So she, he goes, here, he's like, here's what we did, check out our work, picks up these signs, one says, drink now, die later. Die later, Fuck. Next, go home plastic foam. Very, oh, and again, why wasn't that's that your just, favorite? Uh, that's my phone. You said my that one before I ever even press play on this app. Yeah, I, well, I remember go home plastic foam. That's like burnt into my brain yeah, 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 as yeah. a kid. But now looking at it, why wasn't it just go home styrofoam? Go home styrofoam is better. Isn't that what we're talking about? Styrofoam uh, yeah. cups. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why they keep saying the phrase plastic foam. So go home plastic foam, and then Jesse's crown jewel in this in line with the first one she came up with mm. it's time to wake up drink from a paper cup yeah and the way she says Oof. it she tries to make that rhyme but that doesn't rhyme no no you and Juicy i both J know, couldn't make that rhyme that's what i'm saying you and i both know that don't rhyme that's not rhyme she sucks at slogans officially she's really bad at them that's like two out of four were terrible two out of four were terrible the one she was responsible for Yes. Yeah. So then while they're painting these, because they are painting them with like actual buckets of paint. Oh, yeah. Yes. Zach comes up and grabs, like you see him grab it and leave and then come back, but you don't, it's like, what? And then all of a sudden on the PA, Mr. (laughs) Belding, like Mr. Belding walks in to try to catch Zach, but he's sitting there and on the PA, his secretary goes, Mr. Belding, your car is getting towed. You parked it in a red zone. Yeah. She's busted his she busted him says that over the pa that would never happen you would just hear mr belling can you come to the office please and then he would go to the office and that's when she would tell him yeah she would not just clown on him on the pa nobody respects dennis (laughs) what is it wait richard belding dennis askins richard belling don't confuse the art with the artist it's so hard to on a show like this when the acting is so strong and real and the <laughs> scenarios are so realistic to not think that this is who these people are. That but... this isn't a documentary. <laughs> I would love to see a documentary about high school in the Palisades in the early yeah, 90s. Yeah, compare it to, oh, totally. I would too. Are you kidding? Yeah, but there'd be a lot more cocaine. Oh my God. Absolutely. It'd be like a Brett Easton Ellis novel, I bet. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, isn't <laughs> I guess that literally, what, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Isn't that what he was inspired by? Yeah, I think that I think that's right. Anyway, so he, so I have to say, I wrote down that that was a genius move for Zach to go paint the curb red. Yeah, that's a genius move. That was a totally genius move, even though it's like super duper illegal. He that he committed a felony. Is that a felony? I'm I'm sure that it is. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say it's a felony. Do you yeah. do you get the death penalty for? I don't think you get a death penalty curves? for all felonies either. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even what classifies know, a felony dude. even really. It's late. We're doing just to let you guys know. It's like midnight. 
on Monday. Yep. yep. Just let we're getting we're this in under the wire. <laughs> we're both like deliriously <laughs> it's tired. Great. Okay, so that's how Belding leaves, and then that's when he, you know, cuts to go meet them at the next place, which is the movies. Oh so yeah. Wait. He also weirdly Zach knows where everybody's gonna be. Yeah, the next scene is everybody's in the movies. He Zach shows up and then that because I wrote down again, even though Lisa hates Screech, they are sitting right next to each other at the movie sharing popcorn. Mm-hmm. Even though she's constantly just like, Fuck you, Screech, I hate you. Come sit over here and share popcorn with me. I, w- I do remember this from a kid watching this show is that whenever they do go to the movies, it's always some movie that doesn't exist. And oh, I was yeah. always like, they go to the worst movies. They're all like in, they're all into like cult B movies. Oh, to- they do. Like, what is well, this they, high school? Again, they're at this movie theater that has the three rows of folding chairs. Folding chairs. Great. And, theater. Yeah. This one and all the movies they do see, they're like completely silent until the minimal amount of action. Like it's totally silent and then somebody screams. Yeah. Or it's totally silent and you hear a gunshot. Yeah. It, yeah, it's so weird. But yeah, so he goes to the movies and that's when he sees Kelly and Slater kind of like hugging up on each other. And we talked about this too. The maturity level, even now in adulthood, if you find out, say, like your best friend is dating your ex, you'd be you'd be like, hey, that's yeah. pretty w- bare men's. You'd go, dude, really? That's kind of that's a little weird. Yeah, it would take a as minute. a teenager. You'd lose your mind. Mm-hmm. You'd be like. You guys would never talk to each other again. It would be like this big dramatic thing. But Zach's like weirdly amused by it. Zach is just, he's just a dog, man. And he's, once he gets a little activity in his mind, that's all he wants. He's always thinking about is I got to skip school. Right. And keep my $100. Right. That's all this, that matters. Everything else falls by the wayside. Yeah. You can yeah. you can have sex with Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> She's the only person I've ever cared about. You guys can be together, but I'm getting my money. I need my hundred smackers. Yeah. As dude. Slater says later. Hundred smackers. Smackers. I know. You know, just like every guy from a forties cartoon. I know. So um so yeah, so he shows up to the movies. Slater and Kelly are like weirdly hugging up on each other. And then he has to bounce because he's got to get back to his class. So the next, he's walking, Belding catches him walking in the halls. Well, okay, wait. Well, because the protest is going on. Have you already, you already left the movie theater? Yeah. Okay. Did we, did you talk about the chocolate covered grasshoppers? Oh, yeah. It's very very important. You're right, you're right, you're right. Very important. Before he gets them, before he leaves the movie. He's sitting next to Screech and Screech like, do you want any candy? And he's like, sure. And then he's like, Choc- how about chocolate-covered grasshoppers? Yeah, because Screech is not only a dork and awkward, he also eats gross food. He eats insects <laughs> he's like an on impos- the reg. The most which, impossibly unlikable person. Guess what, though? Here's a plot hole. He would not eat insects because you remember how in every single other episode, he's got like an insect rodeo? That's like his thing. He's got like an ant farm where he goes to the insect Whoa. rodeo. I feel, like he w- I feel like Screech would be vegan. Or he's a sociopath. Or... I just feel like he would not eat insects because he considers them pets. That would be like eating a cat or a dog to screech, I think. You're so right. I am so right. You really nailed that one. This is fucked up. Ah, But you're right. He does. He hands him a box of chocolate-covered grasshoppers, and that's when Zach's like, uh, what? I'll save him for later, weirdo. And then just puts him in his pocket. So you're right. Um, That is foreshadowing. Yeah. But yeah, so he walks into class, or he's walking down the hall, trying to sneak back in, but the protest is going on. The protest that consists of 
just Jesse and Graham. Yeah, just Jesse and Graham, and they didn't decide to put sticks on all of the signs, or they had a few signs. It was just really ragtag. Super ragtag, and but weirdly, they made more than two signs. They, they, it's only the two of them protesting, but they made like five signs. Yeah, that's how these protesters are. They're always so ambitious. Everybody's going to care when they see us, and <laughs> you know, it's just, as he says, join. just it takes a spark or whatever. Yeah, if we change one person's mind. Well, because Zach, okay, Zach's trying to like sneak back in. Oh, yeah. And that's when Belding comes up and is like, I totally caught you. And Zach's like, no, you didn't. I'm protesting. I am also anti-plastic foam. Yeah. Grabs one of the signs, starts protesting. Now, I'm thinking, at the beginning of this episode, when I'm hearing all about this delivery and everything, I think, oh, there's going to be like a Brinks truck that's going to (laughs) back up to the school. (laughs) And just unload a mountain of plastic cups. Yeah. In reality, what is it? It is, I mean, it's a box that could hold a medium-sized microwave in it. <laughs> very, very. And it's being carried by one dude. <laughs> just one old chubby fellow with a pencil behind his ear. Totally. Minding his own biz. Minding his own biz, doing his job. Yeah, just refilling the smallest styrofoam cup order in all of Southern California. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. He walks up, one dude with one box of styrofoam cups that's supposed to service an entire high school, apparently. Yeah. And they're pro. They're in his face like he just, like it's the Exxon Valdez. Like, he just dumped pollution all over the whole school. And the guys, I mean, he could have held that box of cups with one hand. That's how small it was. He could have. Yeah. And they're up in his face yelling, and then that's when Belding is like, look, let the guy make his delivery. You've made your point. Yeah. Yeah, just create a petition and have the students sign it. And my thought is, Jesse's the fucking leader of the student council. Isn't she familiar with the ins and outs of student government? Wouldn't yeah, Wouldn't she exactly. have known to create a petition? Yeah. But she just fell for that hot protesting dick and yeah. was like, oh, yeah, let's make steins and make a stink and not actually try to change the world. Let's just have a passionate moment together. Right. No, you're right. Yeah. And it ends as quickly as it started because as soon – and that's uh, that's what I love about uh, – you do have parameters, I guess, in high school especially because I get it. Like you don't want to get expelled or whatever. But I do love that they – Jesse's character is undermined at every turn. Yeah. Because every time something like this happens, she gives up immediately. So it's like, they're all super protesting, all super gung-ho. And then as soon as Belding's like, hey, you guys are going to get suspended. They're like, what? We don't give a fuck. Okay, kill the earth. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah. Like, they just back down immediately. And then that's when Graham's like, hey, but look, Zach joined us. So if we changed one mind, we did it. And then that's when he's like, Graham, you lose. (laughs) Because you totally didn't. You didn't do anything. Yeah. So he hands them back their signs. And goes on with his biz. Now, he the next scene is everybody at the part at the beach. The beach. And this is the most nineteen fifties beach blanket bingo. Yeah. Every fifties movie trope is in the scene. Because yeah. it's a beach, but people are dancing. Yeah. AC's doing the swim. He's literally doing the dance move the swim. How was that? I mean, is that that's not impressed a girl for uh, but that is from 50s movies or like beach boy things like he's doing that people are milling about it is the most bonkers active beach ever outside of a gidget movie yeah 
There were a decent amount of... I was surprised at the amount of butt cheeks that were being shown. You were all about butt cheeks. Well, I'm always all about butt cheeks. And this particular collection of butt cheeks was surprising for the... I mean, this was a Saturday morning television show. and we I had want a coffee hot- table book <laughs> just called Collection of Butt Cheeks. I would love to be a part of that. I And that's all it is. It's just like pictures of butt cheeks. Yeah. A collection of butt cheeks. Some side cheeks, some full <laughs> straight down the middle cheeks, some top down cheeks, some, you know, from the bottom. There's a lot of... And this, they covered it. They had some good butt cheeks in this. And I was like, this is cool, man. No wonder I liked this show so much when I was a kid. Just like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was a butt cheek rich scene. Yeah, and uh, Zach shows up at the beach, and he sits down, and this is, I think, the only glimpse you get of Zach's great big leg mole on his left shin. Okay, you left out the part, though. When he does show up to the beach, (laughs) he immediately screams out, let's party to a public beach. He just shows up at a public beach. With all sorts of people there, not just members of his high school, yeah. and shouts out, let's party. Now, imagine, we live in Los Angeles, California, really close to the beach. You yeah. can pretty much go there anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Imagine how you and your family, you guys are just chilling, sitting on the beach, maybe under an umbrella, mm-hmm. and a total stranger just walks up and shouts, Let's party! <laughs> I'm like, uh, that does happen at the beach, though. It really does. When has that happened at the beach? You've never... I, I go to the beach, and, you know, I'm often there. Maybe I've uh, smoked a little tea, just having a time, you sure. know, listen to some tunes very, very low as to not disrupt the other people. And then, like, a group of dudes will just show up with a football and cargo shorts and just... They're so loud. And they'll shout out, let's party to the public beach. Dude, they will shout. I mean, it's amazing. It's like they want everybody to hear how great, like the great <laughs> conversation that they're having. Sure. And uh, yeah, Zach is a believable character in that moment. All a right. douchebag. Right. Definitely a very douchey and, you know, needy thing for him to do. Right. But needy. That, that was more for AC's benefit. Sure. So yeah, so he shows up and just yells that and everybody goes, yeah, of course. And then he... You know, at this mm-hmm. point, like Slater's rubbing lotion on Kelly. Like at this point, they're yeah. getting way close and flirty. And again, Zach is making, he's looking over and he's making comments, but he's like not mad at all. Like he's just like, oh, looks like they're getting close. Yeah. Like he's not like, dude, that's my ex-girlfriend. Like we only broke up a few months ago. What? Also, you're dating my friend. Like everybody is just so crazily mature about it. I think that, I mean, as Kelly, doesn't that make you wonder what's up with this guy? Oh, completely. Why he? I'd be like, you don't care at all. That, like I'm banging your best friend, now, or I eventually will be banging your best yeah, friend soon. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. And then when they go, when Slater or somebody's like, "How did you get here? How did you skip out to get to the beach?" He said, "Put it this way: the janitor is wearing a blonde wig and is taking my French test." <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then that's when I was like, what kind of fucking ruthless ass teacher gives a test on cut day? A test on a day she knows or he knows there's going to be three people in class. That's brutal. And Belding was going in to check in on Zach in each class. Each class. So Belding fell for the janitor in the blonde wig? Right. No. Exactly. Because then that means he just like peeked in the doorway and was like, oh, I see blonde hair. Must be Zach and closed the door. Mr. Belling has a whole portion of his attic that is just pictures of Zach 
space. Oh, 100%. And there's no way that a fucking janitor could convince him that he, he Yeah, Bell has totally got that basement thing that like they show whenever they show a stalker or a crazy yeah. person in a movie where they have all these hundreds of pictures and then like push pins and strings leading to the other yep. yeah like a whole plan like he's totally got that he's and it's all creep. Zach also to hammer home the 50s-ness of it they do show a, a part where Slater comes around giving everybody bottles of coke oh yeah where it's like I got you guys cokes and they're in glass bottles yeah right like they the never were in the 90s no Unless you go to a specialty store. Yeah. So that's that's more 50s-ness. He just popped over to the world of Coke in Atlanta. <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> yeah, we've totally. all been there. We've yeah. all been there. So he goes, he hands all these Coke, whatever. And then he's like, so what's your plan for the next and final class kind of thing? Yeah. And he goes, and Zach's like, I got Mrs. Culpepper, dude. It's a breeze. I'm totally going to be partying with you guys. No problem. Yeah. At the max. Not knowing that he's giving Slater ammunition he needs well zach often underestimates ac totally yeah right yeah but the reality is they're both kind of dumb and they're really i mean they're they're a good match they're a good match i think so too i think they should ditch the ladies all together that was on we already talked about that i think on one episode like the homoeroticness of it Mm -hmm. but yeah so he goes all right miss culpepper and he's like she's blind as a bat she won't even know so he shows up he's in mrs culpepper's class and Miss Culpepper, the counterpart to Miss Simpson, in that Miss Simpson, uh-huh. the whole joke is that she's deaf. Now Miss Culpepper, the whole joke is that she's blind. Yeah. Wow, how Very hilarious and insensitive to super insensitive, yeah. well. and also just so like what? Okay, and then he's sitting in class, you know, ready to be able to just like walk out because that lady can't see. And then that's when Belding comes in and goes, Miss Culpepper. Oh yeah, I just got a telegram. Saying that you won $2 million in the lottery. And Miss Culper is basically like, oh, cool. Fuck you. Yeah, right. Quits immediately. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> as close as possible yeah. goes, fuck you, Mr. Belding. She does. And then she just leaves. Doesn't question why the lotto is contacting Mr. Belding. Doesn't, apparently, she is a lotto player. Who knows what they talk about in the teacher's lounge? Dude, first of all, you're breaking it down perfectly because I was the same thing. It's like, she doesn't even go, wait, did I buy a lottery ticket or go a telegram in the 1990s? Yeah. Like, how is that I'm happening? So- yeah. What's going on over at the lotto office? Right. Uh, send us, uh, send us, uh, uh, we got a winner over there, uh, uh, send her a telegram. How do they, how, what lottery is that? Like, how, the lottery doesn't know if you win, you know if you win because you're holding the numbers. That's what I'm telling you. These poor children were in the hands of some very incompetent. I mean, there's just so much to that. Also, the fact that Slater, because then, okay, so that happens, and you're right. She leaves and is like, fuck you. Zach's cell phone rings, and it's Slater going, gotcha, preppy. Like, did Miss Culpepper get my telegram? Gotcha. So then you're like, wait, a teenager in the 1990s knew how to send a telegram? Yeah, well, he did, again, you know, he was a military brat. He'd been around. Maybe he's got a little more experience with He does. He had to send Telegram. But then, <laughs> you're right, like, the lottery people, why would they send it to her at her work, send it in care of her boss at her work? The reality is, is that... There's sh- so many loopholes. Yeah, but her, if, when your life is just that shitty and sad, and someone gives you a glimmer of hope, you just 
you just go for it. And that just is a test. Would you believe it? If you were at work and like somebody, your boss came in and was like, I just got this note that you won the lottery. Would you just go with it? Uh, I didn't believe the clash when they thought they could change the world. I'm not going to oh. believe somebody coming up to me with You're breaking my heart. You're I'm breaking sorry, my no. heart with that clash shit. No, nah, you know I'm, I, oh, I'm no, a rebellion. You're true. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, the tele- I love telegrams and the sending of. So... Oh, I also wanted to say that she pulls down, uh, the, the teacher pulls down the map to show them Africa. Yes. And it's America. Yes. Um, and I was just excited because it was a Rand McNally map. And it, it was. Just, it just felt, you know, that felt authentic. Yeah, that old school pull down, mm-hmm. roller up map. That felt real. Yeah. And also I was like, when she did that, because this is the beginning of class and she just pulls it down and just goes, we're going to learn about Africa, like the most vaguest, <laughs> like it's just that. Like we are, okay. Like what, I guess that's geography, but it just the way that it wasn't even like zero specifics. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nigeria. And we learned it's just like, here's Africa. And she like points at it. But then of course it's the (laughs) States. Yeah. What an idiot. Blind people are dumb. I think is the lesson of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, It's one of the many appropriate lessons. Blinds are dummies is what these old ass out of touch mean writers want you to think. Um, Okay. So. That's when Belding comes in and he's like, guess what? She bounced. I'm just here now. I'm oh, going to see yeah. you out. See the day out. He lets the other people go even. That's how ruthless he yeah. is. Yeah. He's like, everybody else can go. You and I are sitting in- here until 3.30. Zach at first is like, oh, I'm doomed. But then he finds this stuff in his bag and he's like, I think I have a plan. Yeah. Now this plan, I would never think that anyone would have as violent a reaction he go so Belding is like, oh, I'm so tired. So Zach's like, let me give well, yeah. you some strength via this food. Well, yeah, because Zach has been fucking with him all day, yeah. making him chase down his car from being towed. Yes. So he missed lunch. Yeah. He missed lunch and he was feeling a little hungry. Yeah. A lot of sorts. And so Zach's like politely mm. like, hey, I've got some candy here if you want some. Just fucking. And he's like, oh, that's really nice of you, Zach. Totally. And he takes it and immediately shoves it in his pie hole without oh. like asking what it is or anything. Doesn't matter. And as he's crunching on it, that's when he's like, what is this? It's delicious. It's delicious. And that's when he goes, it's a chocolate covered grasshopper. Mm-hmm. And I, this is a genuine laugh in this show, <laughs> is when Zach goes, the crunchy part is the thorax. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Just like thorax is a funny word. Yeah, but they, they punched up with. I bet it started with the wing, and then they're like, "Oh, it's a leg," and they're oh, like, "Nah, thor- dude, yeah, we thorax. Did So that genuinely made me laugh. But also, Belding's immediate reaction is to go barf. Yeah, um, even after he said that's delicious, as soon as he just says to him, "Oh, it's, it's a grasshopper," he's like runs to go barf i know this is a guy that fought in vietnam yeah like he was in a war like he's eating he's eating gnarlier shit than a grasshopper yeah than a chocolate covered grasshopper he he has to vomit it up yeah so he runs back and then that's when the next scene is slater at the max yep being like counting it down and then says zach now owes me 100 smackers yeah (sighs) just like any 80 year old would say so Zach runs in, though, and now all of a sudden Zach is concerned about making sure he keeps Jesse and Slater apart so they don't know yeah. that they're kind of cheating on each other or whatever they did that day. 
Yeah, because he's now like living out his like because he always has this fantasy of of being like a good kid and having everything go sort of right in this straight and virtuous kind of fashion, and he's living vicariously through them. So then breaking up makes him have to question his sort of moral standing. On yeah, everything. totally. Like, and whether or not love is real. Yeah, because is it? <sighs> I don't know. I still don't know. I mean, it probably is. I think that you, it is. You have it. You're I have lucky it. enough to have it. Yeah, because you know what? You work for it. It's not all this conniving that poor Zach Morris is trying ah! to get. He's trying to trick you. Just trying to trick I did skip over the him. fact, though, that when he was trying to sneak out, Belden came out and was like, I caught you. Yeah. Again, and then he was like, look, let me give you some different candy. Because I wrote it down in all caps how Belden takes him up on the second candy offer. He's <sighs> just completely blind. Like, goes, okay... I'll, I will, even though you gave me this gr- this thing that made me barf two seconds ago. I'll take your word for it. Right. And that's when he gives him a caramel caramel caterpillar. caterpillar. Yeah. And then that's, again, he... But again, same order. He takes a bite of it. He's like, this is delicious. Oh, yeah. It's caramel caterpillar immediately goes to barf. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. When it's like, duh, why'd you say yes a second time? Yeah, building, you fucking what loser. What an idiot. So, yeah. So, Zach runs to the max. He loses the bet, but he's trying to keep Slater and Jesse away from each other so they won't break up. Yeah. But he fails at this because Jesse comes into the max with Graham, like laughing and mm-hmm. clearly getting along with him really well. Really well. Really well. And that's when Jesse comes over to Slater and is like, we got to talk. Yeah. And basically says, we should see other people. Yes. Which, again, is a very adult concept. Very adult concept. And they do. They don't break up. They just say, we're going to date other people. Yeah, but while this is also happening, Zach and Kelly and Screech and Lisa are at another table. And Zach says, Zach is worried. He's like, oh, watch this. This is going to be Feminist Eats Tokyo. Yeah, you love that. I fucking you love loved that. that line. That yeah. is so hilarious. But you do. You think that. And especially because, I mean, at least with Graham, with Jesse and Graham, it's like, he's a stranger. He's an outsider dude. Like, who cares? But Slater is hanging out with, like, her friend. Not only one of her best friends, but, like, his best friend's ex-girlfriend. I mean, there's so much going on there with Kelly. So much going on. It is weird that she doesn't scream. Well, she kind of does for a second. And then they get it back to normal and they go hey we're still gonna it's the most mature i didn't know did you know any teenagers in your high school that had like open relationships uh no no not even a little bit not even close no everyone's so territorial at that point like no one's like oh yeah dude i'm uh, I'm just gonna hang out with this girl, and you can hang out with this uh, new strange dude that just showed. Yeah, up. like I just feel like nobody at that age is has the mental capacity to be cool with. That. I mean, few people even like into adulthood do. So, yeah, they're all like, "Yeah, it's totally cool." And then my favorite part is after they decide this, Jesse and Slater walk over to the table with everybody else, like Kelly and Lisa and stuff, and they go, "We want you to be the first to know." That yeah. we've decided to see other people. <laughs> that was before they issued the press release to right? like, the rest of the school. Right. Know. Like just making that announcement. And again, like the adultness of it, the adultness of being like, you know, we're we're open to whatever you guys like. We're just seeing other people. One of those other people apparently is going to be a friend of ours in yeah. Kelly. Hello. And like, Kelly's like, I guess I'm just a pawn in this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, as usual. Right. But yeah. So, you know, and it ends happily ever after. It's a good, that's a good episode. It's a super good episode. I like it. 
It deals with a lot, a lot, lot of schemes. Of, yeah, a lot, a lot of, of sneaking out, gambling. Yeah, I I love the gambling, and I think that it's so crazy that that's like that's not a problem. Mm-mm. Truancy, just not showing up for school is is not a problem. But this this high stakes gambling, is high stakes, one hundred dollars. Fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, it's so crazy. All right, dude. S- Slater said some other thing. I can't remember, but it was like cracking up. What? I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Leave this part in. This part is really this part's gold. Are we? We're both like about to fall asleep. It's kind of crazy. I feel like such a wuss. All right, Danks. Yeah. Oh, dude. You're okay. Your Twitter's at Paul Danky. At Paul Danky. You're the best dude ever. Thank you. Thank you for having me back to Bayside. Of course. A high school reunion of sorts. It is. I didn't go to my own, so this is like a nice. Did you not go to your high school reunion? I went to mine. I went to my ten year one. Yeah. I didn't go to my 15-year one. Oh, see, I don't know if we even will have one. I don't... I'll go to the 21, probably. I'll probably go to the 20... The twenty. I go home a lot, though. I just went home to Atlanta this past weekend and saw a bunch of people I went to high school with. Like, I still see people out and about, so... I guess I just do through Facebook, and, you know, maybe by then I won't have been on Facebook for a few years, so I'll be like, oh, all right, I'll go see some of these people, but... right. You know, a lot of them you're not. You don't. You don't want. You don't want to see them. I hope at your high school reunion they play the Clash. Uh no, dude. When I was in high school, everyone was listening to what Cotton Eye Joe and the. You Beastie are not <laughs> Rednecks. That is the worst song I've ever heard in my life. It's a really bad song. It's a really. But there that are a song lot of is terrible. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst song. It's so bad. Weren't you? Weren't you talking to Chip about how you guys had a bunch of cowboys at your school, and yeah. I didn't? And I was like, I grew oh. up in Georgia, and I didn't have cowboys at my school. Yeah, that's crazy that you didn't have cowboys at your school. I feel like everybody <laughs> had cowboys at their school. I did not, <laughs> I did not did. go to high school with any cowboys that I could name. <laughs> that's. I mean, I knew a Graham who was a cowboy. A lot of my friends, the hip hop cowboys. There's a whole Saved <laughs> the by the Bell missed out genre of yeah. human yeah it's kids that are like raised in 4-h and then when they reach an adolescence and they want to start like fucking they just get into rap music because you know it's explicit and that's exciting and then that's but they're still cowboys they're still cowboys but they're also into like street but racing nobody's ever guns. seen a cat they've never touched a cow they're not oh like no cowboys. no they definitely have definitely Definitely. What? Yeah. You don't start out on the streets. You start out in the barn and then you start driving in the streets when you get your license and then you become into hip hop. Hip hop cowboy. Hip hop cowboys, dude. It's a <laughs> it's a real thing. I'm sure there'll be documentaries about it in the future. Everyone's ready for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> if you were a hip were or now a hip hop cowboy, please email me and tell me about your life. Yeah, corroborate this story. I'm not a psych this is totally All right, guys. That was another episode of Go Bayside. Go Bayside. I happen to do... I got to do this. I okay. The order I just went was the Netflix order. Again, I've got four different orders. Um, I think what's going to be next, I think, is going to be the video yearbook. I'm not 100% because I've also got the air date. That rockumentary was airing at the same time. So just bear with me, you guys. Um... And thank you for listening. And thanks again for all of the awesome iTunes reviews and for all of the really great emails. And I've gotten a lot of really generous donations, which is amazing. If you go to the Go Bayside Tumblr, there is a donation button for PayPal. And it does really help because, of course, you know, I have to pay to host this or whatever. But that's up to you if you want to do that. I um, 
am extremely tired. I I was in Atlanta. My flight got canceled. I had to stay overnight, then get up at five, like long story. So next episode, I'll be way more with it. And I will also uh, make sure to give shout outs to people that have given donations and all that kind of awesome stuff. But for now, I'm going to go to sleep. Thanks again for listening to Go Basic. Beat the beat, beat the beat, beat the beat, go